Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. So yesterday, um, Alex Murdoch took the witness stand in his defense. I always say that if you don't take the stand in your defense that you're guilty, I think Alex Murdoch agrees with me on that because he took the stand in his defense. It was an entire day. Cross-examination began this morning. And while he's been on the witness stand, both Fox News and CNN, at least every time I've checked and you've checked, have been carrying this trial. This is wall-to-wall coverage for them. And, you know, I know that you are annoyed by this, but I think we can agree that the reason they're carrying this is because they get minute-to-minute readings on their viewership, and it's working. Yeah, I agree. People are watching. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, they wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't producing ratings. If people aren't aware, we have these people meters now, and you can watch ratings in, in live real time, time, in, real, in time. real time, and you can see if the audience is going away, if they're sticking around, if you're gaining audience, if you're losing audience. So I agree. Uh, they apparently think this is working, and both CNN and Fox are doing it, and maybe others. Yesterday, it was on during our show, and um, I didn't care because I don't rely on it then too much, you know. But when I got home, it was on. And then I went to the gym, and when I got back, it was on. And then finally, I think about 2.30, uh, it was over. And then Fox did a little recap with the defense attorney. Judge Janine, I guess, was doing updates on this. And I, it's an interesting case. I don't deny this. I had seen a dateline on this, I think, about a year ago. I'm, I've, it's been a long time. And I found it to be a very interesting case. And we can go over some of this stuff. But this live court coverage can be very tedious. That's a good description. Yeah. I mean, they just, it's not like Perry Mason. Absolutely not. It's not law and order. (laughs) It doesn't move quickly. It's slow moving. Um, But I think that what makes this really interesting to me is this is like watching um, bits and pieces of the making of a soap opera. You know, we always say it's, um, you know, um, like, Peeking behind the curtain sometimes can be very boring. And, um, you know, watching 
watching the sausage being made is not fun, right? You don't really want to know sometimes what goes into things. But when it comes to this guy and his family's story, watching this testimony, his mannerisms, the things that he does, for some people is his life is a soap opera. And it's a peek behind the curtain at him and his life when he takes the stand. And I think that that clearly it interests people because they're carrying it wall to wall. So uh, this guy is despicable personally. And it's really interesting all of the fact uh, he is drama. His life and his family, their drama, the story going back generations seems to be drama and just crazy and it sounds to me like this is a guy whose family has a lot of connections in the state of South Carolina and he may have gotten away with murder not once not twice but maybe three times now and he's on this on trial for what they think might be the third time it heck he could have murdered more people for all they know and then he tried to take his own life this is a soap opera beyond soap operas, the story at least. And so I think people are following this trial for that reason. Yeah, um, like I say, it's an interesting case. For me, I kind of depend on these 24-hour news channels to be there when I want them to be there. Because when I can tune in and I can see what's going on today, now I, I get this. And it's an interesting case, but I would be fine if they would just update it with a reporter every now and then and give us the highlights, because so much of this is very boring, tedious, courtroom kind of stuff. And uh, I just don't, I don't need it wall to wall. Now, you know, something that CNN sometimes do that I do like is they will do like an hour wrap up at the end of the day when they have a big trial. And they'll have a panel of attorneys, law experts, body language to people. To analyze. Yeah. I like and, that too. And then they'll go over the highlights of the testimony and they'll have a body language person in there to try to analyze, are they lying? Are they telling you the truth? They'll have law experts. What do you think about the strategy of, the, of him taking the stand? What do you think about the prosecution's questioning? And you get more of the aha moments than having to sit there and wait six hours for an aha moment, right? So I, I agree with you. They wouldn't be putting this on if it wasn't working but it's not working for me, and they're just chasing me somewhere else. I'd rather see the wrap-up. I'd take an hour at the end of the day and do an hour like, like that and wrap it up and give us some highlights. I'd be more likely to tune into that than – but I don't know. I just kind of wonder. I don't think you're like the rest of America in this uh, when Apparently it comes to not. 490 yeah. Let's take a call. Edward, thanks for calling. You're on KMJ. Yes, I am here. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. Um, here's well, – actually, a question with a question, I guess – I, are they, did they find any um, evidence that leads it to him, the gun, fingerprints on the gun, or any of that? Substantial evidence. I, I haven't heard it. I can't say I've watched it a whole lot, but I'm kind of asking you if... Okay, if see, you, and this is... This is this. Edward is why, why, right? Because yeah. it's like I'm yeah. kind of following it, but I'm not following it. And I kind of want to know something, but I don't want to know too much. Yeah. And this is what, right. right, John, this is kind of what you're talking yeah. about here. And Edward, we're in the same, we're in the same boat with yeah. you. Like we've, we've been watching this out of the corner of our <laughs> eyes on TV for a month. I mean, just the prosecution was four weeks 
Uh, four weeks of yeah. testimony from all different kinds of witnesses from the prosecution. They've now ch- turned it over to the defense. He takes, he's the first person in his defense to take the stand. That started yesterday, and that's when they started carrying it wall to wall. I, I couldn't tell you what evidence they have against him because I really haven't been following it, but I've been, we've been saying to each other, this may become a topic at some point because clearly America is interested in this story. People are interested, but they just don't want, like, it's like, I want to know something, but I don't want to know too much. That's what I'm saying. If they had a little wrap up at the end of the day where they go, okay, here's what we actually got today. Okay. Here is the evidence that we have. But I am not in the mood to sit for eight hours to figure it out they're myself. Not, they're not carrying this, the eight hours, for you to sit and watch eight hours. They're carrying this for eight hours for you to sit and watch for maybe the 10 or 15 minutes that you're doing. Go to the gym. Come back. Tune in for another 15 minutes to see what's, what's, what's new here, what's going on here, right? Maybe I'll sit for a couple more minutes. Go have dinner. Come back. That's, that's why they're all carrying this. You know, it's like OJ. Did you sit for eight hours every day and watch no. OJ? No. But a lot of people but, did. But, uh, well, okay. I mean, they got ratings. They got ratings. Maybe the way you're and saying. And this is what I'm talking. This yeah. is why. Because you're tuning back in. It's like, I want to follow, but I don't want to really follow. Yeah. And, and Edward, I wish I could in. answer your question because I'm not watching. I don't know. You and know? then and <laughs> then I'm going to watch the wrap up at the end of the day. For the Murdoch trial. Yeah. Going on right now. This trial, as you said, Christine, been going on for about a month. And uh, they did the testimony of his son, live TV, and now they're doing the testimony of the father, who is Alex Murdaugh, who is the one on trial for killing his wife and his son. And um, my main point here is that I, I wish it wasn't on wall-to-wall. I mean, I wish it was on somewhere if you wanted to go get it, but I don't like it being on my news station, so now I can't find out anything else that's going on in the world. But okay? it's not about you, John. I know it's not. But it is about me when it's about me. <laughs> Okay. Now, if you're not familiar with this case and you're not watching any of this, you have no idea what's going on because it's been, like I said, going for a month and it hasn't been on every minute. I saw a Dateline special, I think about a year ago, maybe less, I'm not sure. And it was interesting, but I didn't like take notes, you know, and try to figure out. So I had to go back and kind of review. This is about a family that is very high profile family in this small town in South Carolina. They are attorneys. They have been, what do they call them, the solicitor, which is the same thing as a district attorney in this town for generations. Right. So Alex Murdaugh, who's on trial for murder, his great-grandfather, his grandfather, and his father were all what we would say district attorneys of the okay. county yeah. that they live in. They live in a town called Hampton, small mm. little town. You may have never heard of it. I'd never heard of it. And so they're big people in this town, big big fish, small pond, Right. Not only, though, were they the district attorneys, they're also defense attorneys. Yeah, they got a law firm. They have a law firm, a family law firm. And so everybody in the family is in law, it sounds like. Yeah. And they're either the district attorney or they're in the law firm providing defense. Yeah. And so, so they kind of operate both sides of the aisle of the court system in this county. And very well respected. You know, everybody knows of them. They've got this law firm. They've been there for generations. And the whole thing starts crumbling with a boat accident that has nothing to do with this trial. Okay, but this is when everything started coming apart. Alex Murdaugh's son, Paul Murdaugh, had a girlfriend by the name of Mallory Beach. Great name, by the way. Yes. You know, 
And they were out drinking and boating with a group of people, and Paul was drunk. And in the, in the documentary, they talk about people didn't want him to drive the boat, but he insisted. And, and he, he, runs, he runs into a piling. Right, a bridge footing. Yeah. And Mallory Beach is lost in this wreck, and they don't find her for several days, and she's dead. And there is speculation that they used their influence to make sure that their son did not have to face any consequences. He wasn't even uh, tested field sobriety. Right, he wasn't given a field sobriety test. They say that he wasn't taken to jail for booking. He wasn't even handcuffed. Um, There was a wrongful death suit that the Beach family filed against the Murdoch family. And um, it was the, the, I guess a hearing of the case was supposed to go ahead the first week of June 2021, but Paul Murdaugh is one of the victims in the story that now Alex Murdaugh is on trial for. Yeah, so they don't make it to trial for his son because he's accused of killing his son along with his wife right before this was supposed to go to trial. And they say that his son was facing up to 25 years in prison. Yeah, so... But he never Not lived connect. long enough to go to court. Yeah. Now this, this death and the deaths of now the murder victims leads to another investigation, okay? So they announced that they were reopening the investigation into a 2015 death of a local teen that they now suspect might have been in a gay relationship with the other son. Buster. Buster, Right. So that family thinks that they had something to do with that death. Well, because because this teen was killed by a hit-and-run driver. Yeah, and so they don't know who did it, but they suspect that they did not like the fact that this homosexual relationship might come out. And so, But we don't know. This trial isn't about that either. It's not about the boat. It's not about this. Right. Then the partners in the law firm accused him of misappropriating millions of dollars of clients' funds and funneling them to his own coffers. Okay, so now we get a little embezzlement action on Alex Murdaugh's part, which he's also not on trial for, okay? Now, after he's accused of this, the very next day, yeah, he calls 911 to say that he's been shot. In the head. Yeah. <laughs> so, coincidence? Well... We, we now know that he lied about that because he later admitted to, after checking himself into rehab a few days later, then he admitted to police that he made the story up. Yeah, and just going chronologically, or so the day after he is accused of stealing from clients, he calls 911 to say he's been shot. Two days after that, he issued a statement saying he would be resigning from the law firm and entering rehab because now he says he's got an opioid addiction. right. One week later, into his rehab treatment, Murdoch confessed to the police that he was the mastermind of his own shooting, that he had hired somebody to shoot him because he wanted to commit suicide, but if he did that, his remaining son would not get anything, and if he was murdered, he'd get $10 million based on the insurance policy. So then this leads to another investigation because his housekeeper died mysteriously, And he went to the sons of the housekeeper and convinced them to file a lawsuit that he would basically go along with, which would allow them to get some kind of money from insurance. But they never got anything, and it looks like he got it. 
And it just goes on and on and on. And he eventually settled with the family for $4.3 million, which leads you to believe that he got $4 million from that lawsuit on behalf of the sons, but he kept it for himself. So this just keeps going. And in the midst of all of this, he is accused of killing his wife and son. Yeah. So you've got all this stuff going on. The housekeeper mysteriously dies. The um, friend of the other son who may or may not have been in a relationship with each other mysteriously dies. The girl mysteriously dies. The husband, the, the wife and son mysteriously die. And it seems like all roads may lead to Alex Murdoch in one way or another. Because, of course, the, the girl was in the boat with the son, but he didn't even ever make it to go to court because he dies along with mom. And then in between that, embezzlement, suicide, hiring someone to look like they killed him so that the other son could get the money. And then the housekeeper. I mean, all it is a soap opera. It is an absolute soap opera. This, this is the script of a soap opera series right here. And that is 100% the reason, John, that Fox News and CNN are carrying his testimony wall to wall because people want to see the guy that's life is a soap opera, how he talks, his mannerisms, what he looks like, what he's wearing, his answers to things. They want to watch and study him and they want to watch the analyzer watch and study him too. Because they're interested in how somebody could be involved in all this stuff and be so dirty. And, you know, our, our last caller asked, do they have any real hard evidence? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I think they have all this circumstantial stuff. You look at all this. this they've guy got too, lie after lie yeah, after lie. That's and, what and, they've got. And we didn't even go over all the lies that he told when he was investigated for the, some of the, like for the murder of his wife. He lied, and they caught him in lies, and I can't keep up with all that. I mean, that. like, tune in right now. They're watching. They're watching uh, video. Um, but did you see anything else that didn't belong or shouldn't belong, or that wasn't part of all? <laughs> no, sir, not. The reason I can't watch this, it's just like it's like pulling teeth. I know, you know? I know, but they, they, he's just been caught in a lie on the stand. Yeah, yeah. Sir. you didn't see anything. Around so they're him. playing this video. You said this, now you're saying this. What's the truth? Yeah, well, you know, every time, he's caught, every time he's caught in a lie, he says, I'm an opioid addict. And I'm not, I wasn't thinking clearly. Now I'm thinking clearly and I'm telling, you know, so what, what's the truth? He sounds to me like somebody who has concocted a story to defend himself. And there are, you know, when you do that, you get caught in lies, right? But he, he, but he blames it all on his opioid addiction. So the thing that's kind of interesting about this to me is that I like these Dateline things, Dateline murder mysteries, but you can watch them in an hour or two, right? Uh, snapped. They've got all kinds of stuff on. Uh, right now, on right. Um, they're doing the Florabama murders. They, murders they do um, sibling murders. They do, you know, they've got names for every category of murder you ever want to see. And they're kind of fun to go tune out of all the problems we have in this world for an hour and just watch a murder mystery. So it is a cottage industry where all of us probably watch some of this, right? Do you, you get caught up in this stuff sometimes? Oh, yes. Yeah. They're, they're produced well. They're interesting stories. And this is another one. It's an interesting story. But I just don't need 
a whole day of it on my news channel. I wish they put it on C-SPAN or something. So let me ask you, John, if you, if this hadn't been on yesterday, what did you want Fox News covering? Well, did I just you want wanna, to, what did you want to see? Well, I mean, I just, I want to see like Ukraine, China, Russia. I want to see inflation. I want, you know, I want to see the stories, of the border, all the stuff we talk about, what's going on today. And it's just lost in the ether. So maybe nothing's going on. And maybe they think that there's, you know, we've covered all this stuff. Biden's gone to Ukraine. We've got all the major news. We've done it all. So we can just do this for a day. And it might be, Christina, that people in this country need a day off or two. I don't know. With all the stuff going on, maybe people are going, I just need a day where I can just watch somebody else's troubles, right? I'm tired of the gas prices. I'm tired of my home heating. I'm tired of inflation. I'm tired of food prices. I'm tired of all this stuff. I want somebody else that has it even worse than I do. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend, OG, not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor, too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.